feels good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> oh, this, I have not recorded a podcast in who knows. I have no idea how long it's been since the last time I filmed or recorded the podcast here. Um, well, <laughs> fucked it up already. I didn't even introduce the show. Welcome to the 3DD podcast with me, Remote Control Kev. As you can see, it's just me tonight. Uh, I figured we'd... Um, We'd reboot here. Um, just a solid little update. Just you and me. Just just you and me by the, um, I guess, well, last time I had a fire, but it's fine. We don't need a campfire this time. We're just by the, we're, you know, just by the computer screen. This weird little corner, this nondescript corner of wherever I am. Um, so... The podcast was a thing that I was really excited about doing and I, you know, it was, it went great. I feel like I've talked about this a couple of times, but I'm just going to treat this as if this is episode one, because as far as I'm concerned, it is, <laughs> it's, it's episode one of season two, but it's, you know, a season that I never actually got to finish. So I feel like this is me kind of taking it from the top and, uh, giving it another shot, um, because, you know, I, I didn't stop the podcast voluntarily. Uh, if you're new here, which I'm going to assume like everybody is, um, I did one season of this podcast way, <laughs> way pre, you know, thing. You know what I mean? And it was because of the things that I stopped. And, um, you know, we were, I was, I was, it took me a while to kind of, kind of catch my stride and figure out first of all the techno the technical aspect of it is nutty like far beyond anything that I had ever expected to need to figure out um so there was a learning curve in in that respect and there was also a lot of you know there was a lot of me discovering what it is I wanted to actually do with the show um you know what I wanted it to be what people responded to what made sense for you know me to talk about with the kinds of people that just happen to be the types of people that I could have on as guests. And so, you know, there, there was a little bit of fumbling around in the first few episodes. And now I feel like it's probably going to be, <laughs> it's probably going to be a lot of the same if I'm being entirely honest. But, um, I mean, the reason that I started the podcast in the first place, I, I had a name for it, which was three drinks deep, but apparently, um, uh, that there was some, there were some name issues. So I just, um, I stuck to, and also I didn't love the name if I'm going to be entirely honest. <laughs> uh, it, I like the idea of it. I stand by the idea of it, which is, um, the, you know, that level of conversation that you reach, you know, when you're, when you've sat down with somebody and you're like on your third drink and, <laughs> and just when when a lot of the inhibitions are gone and you're just free flowing and um you know you're you're you, you reach a level of openness and honesty where you can you just feel uninhibited and that is what I that was my intention with it that was where the name came from and um I think we to some extent got that 
from a lot of people. Um, it was, I, I loved doing it. It was a lot of fun doing it. And it just, because there's not like, you know, there's not a ton of reasons to, <laughs> you know, be able to just sit down with somebody and immediately get into a certain level of conversation uh, and, and, you know, covering certain topics and talking about certain things that would kind of otherwise be a little bit strange, if not entirely faux pas to just start talking about in casual settings where you might see, you know, interesting people, which for me was, you know, in places on like shoots or at the gym or that's basically <laughs> two places you're going to find me. Um, so yeah, in, in either of those two places, it could be like, Hey, what do you think about life? So the podcast was, you know, in a lot of ways, it was just kind of an excuse for me to pick people's brains about certain things and, and get into certain levels of conversation with, uh, interesting people like that. And, uh, yeah, like I said, we did that. And, um, you could, yeah, I, I felt more that I was, you know, catching stride with it toward the end and uh, got some great stuff. The very last episode that I had recorded and published was the first episode that I had done with video. And that to me was a huge, like, key moment of like, I should have been doing this the whole time. But by then it was too late because um, certain things occurred and all of a sudden it was not possible for me to sit across from a person anymore and have a conversation. Um, yeah, it's just, that's, that's what happened. And, um, I don't know. Uh, it's, it was annoying because I had a lot of, like I said, I was just catching my stride and I was figuring it out. And, and you know, that last, um, that last episode, if you'd listened to it with coach Rodrigo himself, um, yeah, we got, we got some good stuff in there. Uh, got some good, good little nuggets. <laughs> out of coach. Um, and people responded pretty well to it. And we had plans to, um, to do all kinds of stuff like that. We planned on doing more episodes together, he and I, and, um, just so happened that we weren't allowed to do that anymore. So I, um, I put a pause on the whole thing just because, you know, I, I mean, I, I, a couple of people had like talked to me and asked me about like, if I was planning on going to, on doing it virtually, you know, like over zoom, which I, I had z absolutely zero interest in doing a Zoom podcast. That was entirely anti, like, it was entirely counter to the purpose of the podcast, which was to remove, you know, this, <laughs> remove this layer, this, this one degree of separation that, um, you know, between two human beings and just be able to sit down face to face, look each other in the eyes and, and really just talk. If if you've ever, you know, I'm sure a lot of you over this period have <laughs> have experienced, uh, you know, a virtual conversation, and you will know that it is not it is not the way to um, to really get into. It's not it's not a way to get to know somebody. I don't think it's possible, sure, but it's just for me. If I can avoid it, I would much rather do it this way. That was, again, it was, it's one of the purposes of the podcast in the first place. So to, to do it virtually defeated the purpose of it, and it would just become something that I was doing for, you know, what reason? I couldn't find a good enough reason. So I just nixed the entire thing and just said, you know, we'll, we'll revisit this when it's okay to, um, 
to sit down face to face again. I did not know it was going to be two years. Okay. <laughs> I did not know it was going to be two years before we could do it the way that I wanted to do it again. So, uh, I mean, that's what the show is. That's what happened to it. That's why I stopped. And, um, it was, it was hard in a few ways to decide that I was ready to start it back up again, just because of how quickly it was whipped away from me. I just didn't want that to happen again. You know, it's, it, it was a lot of, a lot of it was momentum and a lot of it was, um, building on the last one and to just keep having it disrupted, uh, was something that I didn't want to risk just because it's, it's, it sucks so much to be catching stride with something and gaining momentum with something and constantly having that just taken away from you. It's so frustrating to restart. And I, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that I felt comfortable and safe at a point where if I was going to start again, that I wasn't going to, you know, wasn't going to be forced to stop at any point. So it's still not entirely out of the question that the version of the podcast that I envision in my mind is going to be, um, is going to go, is going to be taken away again. That's always possible now, but I just felt like I was inspired enough at this point, um, to want to revisit it. And so here we are. So welcome back or welcome. If it's your first time here, like I said, let's just treat this as episode one. This is the big, the big reboot. Um, (laughs) so episode one with just me um the the limited things that i have to talk about um you know before we because again we will have we will have guests of course um we've got some amazing guests lined up we'll get into that but um for now it's just it's just you and me you know it's just uh let's just talk let's just you know (laughs) let's figure out what, what uh what we've figured out in the last couple of years. And, um, the only things that I've been up to essentially the last couple of years is, um, trying to figure out this, uh, world of (laughs) creative freelancing. Um, you know, my career. Uh, (laughs) um, so I figured that's, you know, where we can come back to is just kind of check in check in with the with me and uh the last couple of years of what it's been like trying to figure out life as a creative freelancer <laughs> um yeah because uh uh if you hadn't listened to the last solo episode that I had done um I talked about you know at the top of uh at the top of the pandemic losing my job um literally right at the peak of uh, closures and shutdowns, uh, losing my job probably at the worst point ever, my big (laughs) corporate job, Um, and then just being kind of thrust into, first of all, a period of nothing, and then slowly coming back and um, just deciding um, I had no other option but uh, to just stick solely with um, freelance and just photography, video production and just going full time, full speed with that. And, uh, yeah. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I don't even remember what the hell I said in any, <laughs> but, um, it would be interesting to kind of my mindset then versus my mindset now. Um, 
I don't know how different it is, but uh, it's been it's been about you know it's been two years. <clears throat> it's been two years since that whole thing happened, and um, now I can I can pretty it's it's still weird to me to do, <laughs> to say that this is what I do. You know, this is my job. Um, but it's been two years of practicing saying that this is, this is what I do. And, and just, you know, hearing it in my own head still is because I just, I've for so long, like I just, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. It just for the longest time just felt so impossible. And it just always felt like something that was years down the line, years down the line, years down the line. And then, um, first of all, not really having a say in when it happened, I, I feel probably contributes to the way that I feel about it. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, the, the unbelievable factor in my head about it. Um, it's just the fact that it, it still doesn't really entirely feel real. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, 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 it's weird because what was always the number one factor that was stopping me was like well I gotta pay rent I gotta pay for my car I gotta pay for my cell phone I gotta pay for all this stuff salary you know having a job with a salary and you know a guaranteed payment twice a month to me was like okay I I know what my life costs and I know that I wouldn't be able to afford it without this salary so I, I need to build the freelance more and more and more until it can you know it can pay <laughs> I, I can be sure that I'm going to be able to pay for my life. And that I realize now that was that day was never going to come. Uh, the day of being completely ready, it would have been, you know, it would have either never come or it would have been like way, way, way too late. Cause I was looking for a hundred percent safety, which I realize now does not exist. So I, I just think that, you know, um, when it comes to when it comes to the idea of doing something because it's it's risky no matter what right like even for you know me now being in a position where i i've i've literally been doing it full time for the last 2 years and i've been making it work and you know i've been surviving and still you know not making crazy drastic changes to my lifestyle you know maybe cutting down on some bullshit but other than that being able to make it work and i realize now that it's you know, I, there was never going to be, there was never going to be a good day. There was never going to be a perfect time. I was never going to be ready until I was ready. Does that make sense? I, it was, it was never an issue of being ready in any other way besides being mentally prepared for it, which I I don't know if I ever would be. So I, I mean, there are obviously, yes, there are like certain risk factors that you should account for like knowing when you've when you have at least enough of a base that you could reasonably you could reasonably make it work and knowing the difference between just like i i don't want to just advocate for like hey just just quit your job and just go full full force into something even if you you know if you're just starting it's probably not the way you know you should you should be still be responsible with your finances to some extent but also to know that there's never going to be that there's never going to be that natural sort of perfect okay I'm ready it's always going to be a dive in and figure it out um I know this now <laughs> um but yeah um 
I, I don't want to talk about this too much because I feel like I've talked about it like forever. <laughs> I feel like I'm always talking about it, but yeah, I, if I look at, if, you know, if I compare the life of, uh, you know, corporate salary, you know, stable, quote unquote, stable job versus now, um, you know, working, um, freelance in a creative role. Um, it just money versus happiness, right? It's, this is, this is kind of like the lessons that I learned from <laughs> losing a corporate job, being just kicked out of, um, being kicked out of the corporate world and being thrown to the wolves. Um, yeah, money versus happiness. There's, there's no, there's no amount of money that's ever going to, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's never going, what I, what I learned looking back on it now is that it was never an issue. It was never a matter of money, right? Because I had, I had the money to, I I had the money to be able to afford whatever lifestyle I thought was going to, you know, keep me happy and, you know, keep me, um, keep my life together. And, you know, now living the same lifestyle virtually eh, with some, with some minor changes. Um, it's not that different, but what is different is the load off of my mind. My, like the load off of my, like the, the amount that I was, the amount that my mental health was suffering in exchange for what, you know, I, I realize now that it's just there there was there is no amount of money that is worth your happiness. There is no there's nothing there's no salary, there's no benefit, there's nothing that anybody can offer you that will ever make you feel better about a job that you hate, about a life that you hate, about, you know, a life that you don't want to wake up to. You know, a, a life that you dread getting out of bed for. There's no amount of money that's going to make that worth it. Now, theoretically, having an option between, you know, the safety net of a, you know, corporate shill <laughs> and the, the, you know, uh, the life of a creative freelancer and all the stress and uncertainty that comes with it. Um, I've now essentially had one, I've had the other, and I've had both at the same time. And I know for a fact that the best way to do it was the way that was in favor of the thing that I love to do and my happiness and the thing that I wanted to get out of bed for every day and the thing that I want to, I, I, I get excited about doing and, you know, losing all that money by losing the job, it just, it does not matter to me. And it, it like, I, I feel a little bit, ridiculous because I just feel like I wasted so many years just um trading all that all you know all of my time and my freedom and my happiness for money but I I think that it had to happen this way because you know I I wouldn't have I would I wouldn't have known the difference if I hadn't been driven to such levels of suffering <laughs> Uh, and now I know for sure that, you know, it's, it's, it's the thing that I believe is keeping me from having the thoughts of like, Oh, maybe I should go back when it gets really, really, cause it's not easy. Also just, you know, obviously being 
you know, living in, in such a way that nothing is, nothing is ever guaranteed. And there's, it feels like sometimes some months that there's just no rhyme or reason for it. Right. Like when big levels of expenses come and then the work is just not there, <laughs> that's very stressful. You know, when, when it, it, there's, to me, there's, there's, like opening a calendar on the first of the month and seeing nothing on it for the whole month is one of the most single, most terrifying things. And just like, Oh my God, where, how, (laughs) what am I going to do? And because you know that like things like taxes are a thing, things like your car is going to need new tires. You're, you know, you're going to have to feed yourself at some point. And there is just no money in sight. And you're like, okay, because um, I, I do have savings. I have savings, of course, but, um, you know, just the prospect of like, okay, this is what you saved for, but, you know, just the stress of um, feeling like there's nothing coming in and uh, there's, it's just, it's all money that's just flowing out and nothing coming back in. And all and nothing but time in the world, nothing but time in the day to just stress about it. And it's tough. Um, It is tough to not think about it just constantly. And, you know, that was something that I was uh, um, struggling with a lot, which was times that were very, very slow and like very slow seasons for whatever number of reasons, which is, um, you know, between uncertainty of pandemic rules and just you know the actual slow my actual slow season which is are typically the first quarter of the year um all of that combined together uh just combines for just very slim amounts of work and just you know not so much money coming in and uh you know you, you just i you know peel through all the work that I have pending. And then when you run out of stuff to do, and all of a sudden you've got an entire week in front of you, um, where (laughs) there's, there's no work incoming. There's nothing on the calendar, uh, that, you know, in theory, that sounds great. You know, it's like an entire week off. Oh my God. I think that's the impression that a lot of people would have is that, you know, like, Oh my God, I get a break, which is what it seems like. But then when you're in it, it's just, it's a full week of just, losing my mind, stressing like, oh my God, did I make a mistake? <laughs> do I need to look for a part-time job? Do I need to, and just a thousand questions just pouring in and just just doubting myself at every turn. And um, yeah, again, nothing to, nothing to distract you from the stress, nothing to distra- distract you from the anxiety and just all the time in the world to just sit and just freeze like this and just worry about everything you know, is this ever coming back? Did I do something? Am I doing something wrong? Did I make a mistake? Am I, you know, am I ever, am I ever going to work again? Knowing that it will come back and, you know, stuff, it, it finds a way it comes in and it figure you know, you, you find a way and you figure it out. And that is, that is kind of the name of the game <clears throat> is just figuring it out as you go. And it's uh it's taxing mentally and uh that's you know that's but that's that's kind of the price you pay to play the game right and um uh sometimes you it feels like I'm not cut out for it 
just because it feels like the stress and the anxiety is just so overwhelming and I just can't imagine another day of it and just trying to fill your day with other things but um, just never finding anything that's enough to distract you entirely and make you feel better about the things that you're worried about. But um, again, there's no amount of money that's ever going to take away. Um, there, you'll always find something, right? You'll always find something to stress about. It's just, uh, especially if you're me. <laughs> um, and yeah, so there's, it, there's, it's this weird, like there's two sides of that coin, which is like, on the one hand, it's great because I have the freedom to, you kind of, you know, kind of live my life however I feel like it, you know, um, beside other than shoots, my day is never particularly scheduled. So it's kind of up to me to decide, you know, um, you know, I'll, I'll wake up answer whatever uh, emails or um, DMs or whatever I might have messages I might have missed while I was sleeping, take care of whatever housekeeping stuff <laughs> that I, uh, that I got to do first thing in the morning, do whatever work that I can have a nice slow start to the morning. Um, focus on getting good, long, restful sleep, things like that. Having a nice, you know, um, making sure I've, you know, I, I, you know, I take care of all of my, um, my health stuff in the morning. Uh, I can go for a run now when it's warming up and I can just kind of do my day however I feel like it, right? There's nobody breathing down my neck, making sure that I'm working. Uh, as I just have, you know, like I don't have a clock in time and a clock out time. I just have a set of responsibilities that I just need to make sure are constantly taken care of. So on the one hand, I'm always working, but on the other hand, I'm kind of never working. <laughs> it's, it's weird it's, it's, it's also weird to kind of draw the line of like, when, when are you working and when are you on, when are you taking a break? When do you need a break? When do you need a day off? When do you need this? Uh, but I think for me, the way that I've reconciled that in my mind is to stop viewing it as work and life. It's just life. This is my whole life. This is what I do. And it's, it works because I, you know, I just kind of fuse everything, you know, all my hobbies, my interests, my, my physical needs, health, fitness, and all that. Um, I, I find a way to make it work harmoniously together. It all fits. And, um, yeah, I mean, obviously there are times when it gets a little bit crazier because there are certain scheduled things that I need to do tasks that I need to accomplish. But, uh, yeah, for me, this is just, this is the way, this is the way that, uh, I have always, kind of envisioned living my life, which is on my own terms. And to me, that's worth everything. It's worth, you know, losing the salary. It's worth the stress of <laughs> knowing that like the tax man is coming for you and knowing that, uh, random expenses, credit card bills and all this stuff, it's all coming for you. But at the end of the day, you figure it out because you don't have a choice. <laughs> this is life now. And I've accepted that and I'm ready for whatever. I don't always feel this way. I don't always feel this confident. Nine, 90% of the time, I'm just entirely doubting myself. But that's, um, I feel like there's maybe not so much anymore, but there's kind of, um, there's kind of an idea that people get of, uh, people that are like, you know, the entrepreneur life, you know, I, I think we're all kind of past the point of believing the uh, 
the uh, working working on a beach in in whatever Dominican Republic, wearing a bikini, working from my phone, making ten thousand dollars a month. I think we all know that that's not real. Uh, maybe for some some people it is. I'm mean, you know, if you're an outlier and you're really doing that, I mean, hey, good for you. Really, that's awesome. But it's just not reality for most people, right? Choosing to do something on your own and to build something on your own, it's hard work and it's ta- it's it's a lot mentally and it's it, you know it's it's isolating and it's uh the, the, a lot of the difficulty of it comes from within a lot of that comes from doubting yourself comes from imposter syndrome it comes from stressing about things that are far beyond your control but you just can't help but worry about um <clears throat> But that's that's the true nature of, of trying to build something on your own. The reality is I would love to be working on something, you know, sunrise to sunset, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Putting I would love to be putting in on those hours. But the, the reality of it is it just isn't always something to work that hard on. Sometimes there's just nothing. And you can invent tasks for yourself. You can invent things to do for yourself. But... Sometimes, you know, like there's only so much cl- for me, there's so m- only so much client work that's coming in. If I, if I don't, if I don't have people requesting video shoots or photo shoots, there's nothing for me to really work on. I would love to be working. <laughs> I would love to be the 24 hour grinding. You know, I would love that, but there's just the, a lot of the, a lot of the, the barrier of that is just the opportunity. Sometimes the opportunity is just not there. Theoretically, you could be spending the time looking for it, but other times you just have to recognize when, you know, things come when they come and you can't try to force everything. So I think there's, you know, there's there's kind of, there is that whole school of thought, which is just like, oh, you just got to work. You just got to work all the time. You got to sleep four hours and then (laughs) work 20 hours a day. Uh, The reality is like, if there was something that I was that passionate about, that I wanted to work on 20 hours a day for a month, I would. But a lot of the times it's not a matter of do I want to work? It's just, is it there to work on? And sometimes the opportunity is just not there. Granted, there's also the flip side of that, which is sometimes there are opportunities that you are just deciding that you're not pursuing or you're ignoring, or you're just not, you're not putting yourself in the right position to be, to find them. But sometimes you can do all the right things and, and the opportunities just aren't there. And then you have to recognize that, you know, because you're going to see all the, the, the grind culture and all the hustle culture content, and it's just going to make you feel bad. But the reality is you're doing everything that you can, and you just need to be a little bit more patient. And it's hard to be patient when you're having all that content just thrown in your face all the time. And so I don't really know where I'm going with this. I don't know what my point is, but I think I'm just trying to say that, you know, if it's something that you're, you know, if you're one of these people that's, like me wishing that you just or just feeling like you're not doing enough feeling like you are not enough um you know it's sometimes it's just a matter of time things happen for different people in different ways at different rates it's not the same for everybody there's no there's no cut and paste way to do what we do that's why we do it <laughs> weirdly enough you know the part of the reason Part of the thing that makes it so exciting to build something on your own and to do something on your own is the uncertainty of it. 
because the uncertainty of it also is where the excitement comes from, right? If you just know what your day is going to be every single day, that's horrible for, for me anyways. If you just know going in, you're going into the same place, you're driving into the same traffic, you're going to eat the same, you know, bullshit meal for the same one hour lunch break and you're clocking out at the same time doing the same thing day in and day out it's safe but there's no there's no excitement there to me there's no life there um for me again and i just but the trade off is <laughs> is the not knowing you have to deal with the not knowing because the not knowing is the source of the excitement there's no easy way about this whole life thing is I think where I'm going with this and you know, whatever it is, whatever it is you're trying to do, it's going to, it's hard for everybody. There's no easy, nobody gets out of this thing easy. Maybe some people do, maybe you're born into like, but I think if you're one of the silver spoon people, you're probably not listening to me anyway. So, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> anyways, that's kind of it. That's kind of all I wanted to rant about. I guess I'm ranting. This is just a rant cast. Let's call it that. My throat is so dry. I haven't done this in so long. I haven't done this much talking. I'm usually behind the camera. The le- the level of setup that went into <laughs> into this whole production, I like. I'm sweating from just putting all this stuff up. <clears throat> it's usually when the camera starts rolling. Like, I mean, yes, I'm still. You know, that's when I'm like monitoring. But I can kind of like take the energy level down a little bit. I don't have to like elevate. But I have to like be on camera. So it's just yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, boy. Anyways, listen. Um, the podcast is going to be a lot of fun. I've got a lot of great guests lined up. Um, <clears throat> first guest of the podcast is going to be Margarita Dibari, who I'm talking to tomorrow. I was going to say <laughs> when I'm going to launch the podcast, but I actually don't know. So uh, look out for that whenever it, um, whenever it comes. I'll probably do a little pre-roll into this to let you know when that's launching but uh yeah uh she will be the first guest of of season two yes the first guest of season two on the podcast uh we're gonna talk about i got i don't even i i have no idea there's a lot of places that conversation can go so i can't wait for that but um yeah um that's it the podcast is going to be a lot of great conversations probably gonna get some useful um, insight from a lot of very insightful people and uh, some interesting opinions, hopefully, and uh, some great conversations, some some proper banter. You know what I'm saying? Some great stuff. So I hope you stick around for it. Do subscribe if you haven't. Uh, if, you're, if you're listening uh, on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on Spotify, if you're watching on YouTube, maybe... Uh, think of uh, you know consider subscribing we're gonna have a good time here we're gonna have some some fun people to talk to and some hopefully get some some great little nuggets out of everybody as we did in season one but even more you know with uh, a little bit of spice added on from the last couple of years so um yeah i guess that's gonna do it for the uh the 3dd podcast the return the reboot whatever you want to call this shit <laughs> sorry <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, let me know. Just <laughs> look at it. Just DM me. Uh, <clears throat> who you want to hear from? 
Uh, I, I want to talk to I want to talk to everybody. After, you know, after two years of talking to nobody, I want to talk to everybody. <laughs> I'm targeting the people first of all that I that I know and um, that I you know I, I know that I'm going to be able to have a certain level of banner with. So, um, but from there, you know, who knows? We can go anywhere with this thing. Um, but I do hope you join me. I'm so glad you did. If you're if you're still here, I'm so glad you are. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you for season two of the 3DD podcast with me and whoever <laughs> whoever agrees to talk to me. All right, that's the podcast, guys. Thank you for listening. I will see you next week. You'll see me next week. I hope I see you soon. I'm I'm rambling. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this off. Bye. <laughs>